0: Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a
1: whole lot of booze?
0: You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau to Marie Antoinette and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers!
1: It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and little league practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in the shallow end with Schneppli and Toth. So, Lindsay, this is
2: appropriate. We're going to start the 50th episode by experiencing, as a family here on the shallow end, uh, my shallow end moment. It'll be a constant reminder throughout this recording session. I scheduled. (laughs) I scheduled a recording session. Uh, the day they're painting the building and you can probably hear and will throughout the, uh, the the episode, there's a guy in a cherry picker right outside the window of our little studio here.
3: Perfect. Just perfect.
2: Yeah. And I mean right outside. If I lifted the blinds, I would be looking him right in the eye.
3: Oh, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. The little beep, beep, beep. Yep. I screwed up.
2: It's my shallow end moment.
3: No, you didn't screw up. This is actually... Uh positive, I'm making lemonade here, in that it's going to convince people that when they record their stories on their phones, and it's not technically, you know, audiophile quality, that that's just fine.
2: I think that's a wonderful way to look at it. Kat's with us today. She's back in town, too. Hello. We love when
3: Kat is back, and I have to say, I just finished the newest episode of Box, and... Your story about Kat supervising the grilled cheese (laughs) construction. And when she said, by the way, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you that you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Reminded me, I I laughed out loud because that is so something that uh, that Nancy would say.
0: (laughs) I'm sure she's an excellent grilled cheese maker.
3: She actually makes a kick ass grilled cheese. Yeah. What kind of cheese do you use? It varies. It varies. Um, she's very adventuresome when it comes to, uh, to grilled cheese. She likes trying uh, different, different kinds of cheese. I probably would just stick to a shop cheddar, but she uh, a sharp cheddar, She likes to ex- experiment. And by the <laughs> way, Kat's expression about driving truck. <laughs> I'd, never, I'd never heard that. Really? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Is that, is that a main thing or a Canada thing? It's a
2: little <sighs> of both. Okay. For those who didn't hear that episode of Box of Oddities, uh, Kat was called out by somebody from Alabama when she said, do you drive truck? And he <laughs> goes, do you mean am, am I a truck driver?
0: <laughs> like, I don't know how many other ways you can interpret that, but yes.
2: And they said, well, that is just the most Canadian way to ever say that. Do you drive truck? You drive truck there, Bob.
3: <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because we we frequently will, you would say, you know, he was hunting buffalo. I mean, that's acceptable. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so to me, when you said driving truck, I thought, well, that, that makes sense.
2: Well, it's not driving truck. It's just drive truck. Yeah. yeah. Drive truck. You drive truck. That's what I do for a living. I drive truck. I drive truck. Drive truck. But to your point. You could say, I hunt buffalo. Absolutely. Right. Especially now, since they're no longer endangered. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> we'll
3: pretend buffalo never came up.
0: So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about how I won't let my dogs eat food that I don't believe that they could acquire in the wild. Like, haggis will never eat buffalo.
2: <laughs> well, no, a Pekingese can't take a bison <laughs> he down. He could
0: have duck, maybe.
2: On the Great Plains. Yeah, duck, maybe. Very small, incapacitated duck. <laughs>
3: duck and uh, lentil is Sally's
2: favorite uh, dog food. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love lentils. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Haggis could take a lentil in the wild. <laughs> Loves her some legumes, she
0: does. <laughs> Me too.
3: So this is episode 50, and 50. congratulations.
2: Pretty exciting time. It's quite a milestone. I mean,
0: well, I haven't done 50.
2: No, you've done probably you've 30. Done what? Yeah, I would say. About 40? 30, 40. 40? Yeah. We
3: all agree that the episodes are just better when you're All right. All right. That's
2: enough. It's true. It's very true. She's getting all angry now. She doesn't accept compliments well. So um, maybe just segue into your story. (laughs) Very good. Before she starts throwing coffee mugs at me. (laughs) How many times have you guys
3: been to Auburn, Maine, thirty miles north of Portland? Familiar with? Couldn't even tell
2: you.
0: Many, many, many times. Many
2: times. Many times.
3: Have you ever been to a place there called Max Grill? It's kind of a. uh, kind of a steakhouse kind of place, though they do have salads as well, I will point (laughs) out.
2: No, no, no. no.
3: Well, it looks like a really cool place. And uh, you can go to their website and they've got photos of their staff and the food and the interior of the restaurant. And in fact, the food looked so good when I was researching this story on Saturday night that I actually changed my dinner plans. Uh, because I was inspired by the photos on uh, on Max Grill's website.
0: I'm sorry. Our- are we just doing restaurant recommendations now?
3: Well, this is an indirect recommendation because that's not the purpose of telling this story. But next time I'm in Auburn, Maine, I am so going to Max <laughs> Grill. I cannot begin to tell you. <laughs> one of the things that they, they've they got, as I said, a lot of still photos on their website. And one of the things they have is their own uh, beer stein. It's a, it's a beer stein with the restaurant logo on it. Cute. And I think you'll agree that beer just plain looks tastier in a... Stein like that. Right.
0: Absolutely.
3: The, the foam kind of dripping over the side and the little condensation on the glass. And you think, oh, God, that would be so good right now.
0: Yeah. Why is it got to be so early in the day?
3: <laughs> I know. I, I feel your pain. It's, it's, it's night in the morning here. And here I am talking about beer. <laughs> That's
2: why I love you, Lynn.
3: Cry for help or podcast. You decide. So in addition <laughs> to these to these beer steins, they thought, you know, we should order some coffee mugs. With the logo on it, because that's good branding, right? Mm -hmm. Good marketing. Mm -hmm. So this story actually takes place uh, just about two weeks ago. And on a Friday, those mugs, uh, coffee mugs finally arrived. It was it was Friday, April 28th. And the uh, the UPS truck drops off this big wooden crate shipped all the way from Arizona. So almost, you know, across the entire country, Arizona to Maine, which just I just now realized that uh, this is this is hitting our two home states. It really is. That's crazy. Perfect for the 50th episode. So you can picture this. It's a bit like Christmas morning there at Max Grill. They got your really cool <laughs> coffee mugs arriving in this in this giant wooden crate. The staff's probably thinking we're, we're going to be serving coffee in these mugs tonight. This is so cool. We love Max Grill. So this crate is addressed to Max Grill. It's got the right address on it. prepaid shipping. But there's something just slightly off. And while the address for Max Grill is correct, there is something that doesn't quite add up. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Now, the, the staff carefully opens the crate. And it's very heavy, which makes sense, you know, with all them coffee mugs inside. So they get the the, uh, the crate open and they see this giant plastic tote bag inside and it's got the restaurant's address on it, but it's also got a name on it. And the name on the tag is Jeremy Mercier. And now the staff is staring at each other and, and they're, you know, in unison, who's this guy? He's not one of the employees.
0: I just have a question. Is it oh, did you just punch just, the microphone?
2: I did. This is a very professional episode <laughs>
3: <laughs> to those aspiring podcasters at home, please don't punch your microphone
2: <laughs> actually ironically in in this case, I hit it with my coffee mug. that is ironic. Wow,
0: yeah,
3: wow. this was destiny, right?
0: Now, I have to ask the uh the name that this package was addressed to was it spelled m e r c i e r
2: very good, cat. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's in, in Maine. That's Mercier.
2: Isn't that what he said?
0: He said Mercier.
2: Out here
3: in the uh, civilized state of California, we <laughs> pronounce it Mercier.
0: I understand. <laughs> yeah. No. We've also got a Callus and a Jimenez.
3: Yeah. Instead of Calais, it's pronounced Callus. <laughs> callus. So in in Maine, cat, you're saying it's it's Mercier. Yes. And it's also. Drive truck, <laughs> drive truck, Mercier. Drive truck.
0: I will correct you, but in the reverse way. I'm going to
3: pronounce it Mercier because that's that's where the story takes place. So, so they're staring at this uh, at this name tag, and they say, "Okay, to your to your eyes' point, we don't have any employees here with that name. Um, no one here even has a friend or family member with that name. What what the hell with the Jeremy Mercier?" So they open the tote to uh, to get their mugs out and they figure, well, you know, we'll deal with this name thing later. There's only one problem. There are no coffee mugs Uh in in this tote bag. And now they're even more confused because what is inside this bag is a bunch of packages of something wrapped in thick black plastic.
2: Oh, no.
0: Starting to get creepy.
2: To give you an idea where my mind is, immediately I'm going to uh, body parts. I'm surprised actually
3: knowing you that you didn't go to some kind of alien space-time <laughs> continuum. Well,
2: they're alien body parts. <laughs>
3: okay, gotcha. over from the Roswell autopsy. Incident of 1947. Well, there are 14 packages in this tote bag wrapped in in thick black plastic, and... You can picture this, the staff all staring down at this box and finally somebody says, yeah, this looks like drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So they do the right thing. They call the Auburn police and say, you probably want to send some people over here like now because we thought these were our coffee mugs, but we don't think these are coffee mugs. So sure enough, the police roll up. And they're met by the employees who walk them over to the open crate and the tote bag and say to the cops, hey, have a look. <laughs> so the Auburn police take it all to the police department and they do a chemical field examination and they confirm, everyone acts surprised, that it is package after package of the synthetic opioid fentanyl, Oof. but not just a little, as I said, 14 bricks of this drug. In fact, it weighs 31 pounds. Oh, my God. 31 pounds of fentanyl. And the police do a quick, you know, whip out the calculator and (laughs) estimate the street value at $3 million worth of fentanyl.
0: That's going to be a lot of coffee, mugs.
3: That's a lot of coffee. mugs. Way to go, Max. (laughs) So the police call the officers, a few of whom are still waiting there at Max Grill, and they tell them what the shipment is. You know, the, the employees were right. This isn't coffee mug. <laughs> it's fentanyl. <laughs> so now we're approaching our shallow end moment. About an hour later, guy walks into Max Grill there in Auburn, oh, Maine, and no. actually says, hey, uh, did a crate get delivered here today? It's mine. And the uh, restaurant employee says, well, yeah, we had some delivered. What's, uh, what's your name? And the guy smiles and says, Jeremy Mercier, (laughs) at which point the Auburn police officers who've waited behind at Max Grill come around the corner and say, nice to meet you, Mr. Mercier. Mm -hmm. We have your crate all safe and sound down at the station. Why don't you slip into these shiny bracelets we got for you and (laughs) we'll even give you a ride down to the station. It's on us. So they frisk him and they confiscate two thousand seven hundred and eighty dollars in cash. That he had on him, which they immediately think, all right, this is, you know, probably from, I don't know, maybe dealing drugs. (laughs) But safe to say, Mr. Mercier is not having a, a very good day. So now he's facing a series of charges, including aggravated illegal importation of scheduled drugs, aggravated trafficking of scheduled drugs and violating bail. I'm fascinated by aggravated. Yeah,
2: I was going to ask mm-hmm. you
3: about that. Aggravated importation. Does that I'm I'm sure a lawyer would be able to explain what that means, but uh, how is it aggravated? Are you <laughs> aggravated while you're doing it?
0: <laughs> He's it's, aggravated that they opened that crate. I'm really
3: <laughs> aggravated you opened my crate, damn it.
0: I also have questions about like what is your responsibility for what someone else sends you?
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's if you pick up the package if you if claim you the, it if you accept it yeah
0: well how can you not accept it if you don't know what's inside it but you i know?
2: i mean if you come and look for it and pick it up and take it with you
0: what if he thought it was dried flower arrangements
2: <laughs> well, or coffee mugs or, or coffee, what if he coffee, mugs. coffee mugs sure yeah. sure
3: sure sure
0: yeah like would would max be responsible if you know what i mean
3: well, it's, it's an interesting point, Kat, yeah. Uh, and, and maybe his attorney is going to say, Mr. Mercier simply ordered some coffee mugs, and he has no idea why they shipped him fentanyl instead. But the Auburn police deputy chief, a guy named Timothy Kugel...
2: I think that's pronounced Kugel. <laughs> okay,
3: Timothy Kugel said that Mercier has a criminal history. In 2007, he was sentenced to 11 years in prison, Mercier, not the police chief, mm-hmm. after he was convicted of uh, heading a local drug ring. And uh, for three years, that ring sold crack, cocaine and marijuana to users in Androscoggin County. Boy, if that's not a name, a main
2: name, right? Oh, oh Androscoggin yeah. County. Yeah. The, Androscoggin. The, the counties are all named we, after uh, native people, tribes.
0: Yeah, we have some really beautiful county names. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, is it like Arizona where people who were not born there are going to mispronounce the oh, names yeah. like crazy? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. I love it when somebody tr- fr- that's not from Arizona tries to pronounce Fort Huachuca.
3: That's a perfect example. I remember the, the first time I went to uh, Martha's Vineyard and correctly pronounced Attacket.
2: Ooh.
3: Yeah, pretty impressive, You're huh? just
0: being a braggart now.
3: So anyway... A judge set bail this past uh, Monday, last Monday, at half a million dollars. Now, according to the Lewiston-Auburn Sund Journal, bail at 500000 but prosecutors have moved to have it revoked. So now Mr. Mercier is going to be held without bail until a hearing at the end of the month. Now, the co-owner of Max Grill, a guy named Mike Peters, confirmed in an email that the drugs were, in fact, shipped to the restaurant, and he said... He wrote, I'm glad this fentanyl didn't make its way to the street. The instances of overdose in our and surrounding communities awful. And fentanyl seems to be front and center when it comes to fatalities. It's very sad. Still, he very politely asked the public to say to send their drugs elsewhere next time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and also, where are my coffee mugs?
3: (laughs) He said, if there are folks out there considering having their drugs shipped here to Max Grill, we would kindly ask they choose somewhere else.
2: (laughs) I think that's
3: reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And I love this final note from the judge as part of this uh, revoking of bail. He says, Mr. Mercier is currently banned from the restaurant and is not allowed to contact any of its employees. And And I thought... I wonder what Mercier would say if he did reach out to them. Would it be like a every episode of Scooby-Doo? <laughs> yeah, they would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for your darn kids. <laughs> By the way, to Jethro's point, there is no word on when Max Grill is going to get those coffee mugs. Oh. ah. Oh. Oh. Pulled this from the Associated Press, the New York Post, and the Lewiston-Auburn Sun Journal. I can't wait to eat someday at Max Grill.
0: <laughs> I do want to point out that uh, in the Lewiston-Auburn area, uh, they refer to themselves as L.A.ers. Yeah, L.A. It's L.A. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: Wow. Lewiston-Auburn. Well, we used to do the weather forecast on our, on our show. Whenever we would give the temperatures for Lewiston-Auburn, it was just... LA it's minus 40 you know or whatever the daily temperature. That about right. Yeah. That makes total sense. Lewiston is famous for a number of things, but probably the the most noteworthy is that was the location where in the early 60s Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston. Boy oh boy,
3: I had no idea.
2: In Lewiston, Maine.
3: How the hell did that match end up in <laughs> Lewiston, Maine? No idea. I'm not, I'm not knocking L.A. I mean, but uh, yeah, L.A. You could.
2: Yeah, the uh, the <laughs> famous photo of him of of Ollie standing over Sonny Liston with a menacing yes. look on his face. Yes, that yes. was in Lewiston.
3: I didn't know that. You know what i what I only recently learned about that photo from my. Uh, Dear friend Rick Della Soda is that that photographer who shot that in an interview, numerous interviews, has has said that that gesture on Ali's part was just a split second, Mm -hmm. like one frame. And he happened to snap that photo at exactly that moment but the photo makes you think that Ali stood there for like 10 seconds just glaring down at Liston but it was just an instant kind of a Mm. kind of a thing it's probably one of the best sports photos like top 10 sports photos ever agreed and by the way, if Max Grill is listening and would like to send us some gift cards, we, we turn that down <laughs> or some coffee mugs or some coffee mugs. But no uh-huh. fentanyl.
0: No, thank you.
3: Ixnay on the fentanyl Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we
2: dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas. Plenty of
3: them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Hello, everyone. Stuck here.
0: And I'm Gabby.
2: And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything.
1: How many times has this happened to you? You're invited to a party but don't have a date. Introducing Party Partner, the service that sends you a real person to be your date. Introduce them as your spouse, your friend, or your cousin. The choice is up to you. Want to pretend you're married? Your secret's safe with us. We'll even supply a fake backstory as to how you met. Want to say you met in college? Done. The gym? That's easy. In jail? That works too. Party partners can even generate fake photos of your wedding date you can upload to your phone. In as little as two hours' notice, your date will be. Still standing at your door and ready to whisk you into your party. And no one needs to know you haven't been married for years. Our silver package brings you a pretend spouse. Our gold package offers a spouse and kids. Our platinum package includes a spouse, kids, and family dog. And our new Diamond Plus package includes a spouse, kids, dog, and a seven figure income from a job you'd never be smart enough to get on your own.
3: Party Partners is not responsible for the character of any of the people it provides. Party Partners does not vet the people it hires. Convicted criminals have been known to be hired by Party Partners. Party Partners is not responsible for any harm that comes to you as a result of doing business with us. Use at your own risk.
1: Party Partners. No date. No problem.
3: The email address is lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. This is an email from a woman named Lauren. I always thought that was a really cool name. I love that name.
0: Okay, you guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cat. May I say that I think Kat is a much better name than Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren writes, hi, I'm currently listening to episode 13, and you're talking about people keeping body parts. I thought I'd tell you about my sister-in-law. She had broken her toe on a jet ski lift as a teen. Doctors tried to let her keep it attached to see if it would heal, but ultimately it had to be removed. Wow. Now normally medical professionals professionals would tell you to F off if you asked to keep your toe. <laughs> Luckily enough for her, her family owns a funeral home. She's oh. also a funeral director now. She's badass. Apparently. She was able to get permission to keep her toe in a cute lil jar, lil jar of preservative <laughs> and use it as a kind of knickknack. Also it was her second to last toe. Maybe Does that mean it's her ring toe? Double question mark. Hmm. I love everything you guys do. I've been listening to Boo since 2018. Wow. Or whenever the last time I was was actually a gym member, I would (laughs) laugh out loud while working out and I gave zero
2: fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's delightful. Also,
3: you just mentioned my hometown, Rochester, New York, in the last few episodes. Let me tell you, you guys did it justice. It's kind of an indication of the city population. While it's diverse, there's always someone you know who would either be the dumbass drunk burglar or the badass weightlifter grandma. <laughs> I'd like to identify as grams, though I'm not a weightlifter. I do keep old candle candies and tissues in my purse and pockets. <laughs> oh, look, I've gone on a tangent while saying goodbye. Love you forever, my people. Damn it, now I'm cackling at your faux-mercials. Okay, bye
2: for now. This time I mean it. Lauren. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Lauren. She's definitely part of the family here. Amen. And one of ours. That reminds me of a story we did on Boo, the guy who uh, had his foot amputated after a, like a motorcycle accident.
3: Oh, God. Do I remember this story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: he got permission to keep it. This is
3: the, the tacos yeah, story, the, right? Fajitas. Fajitas. F- okay. Feet Feetitas,
2: I think. Feet Yeah. yeah he made it. And fa-
3: actually... Actually invited friends. Yes. Right? If I remember right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Because I remember listening to that story. That was a long time ago. That was. was. That was pretty early on in box. And I remember thinking, okay, if I was really good friends with somebody and they said, because I think he really went out of his way to make very clear to the people invited, (laughs) look, this is what we're serving. Right. And if you're not interested, I completely understand.
2: (laughs) But if you are, bring a nice street (laughs) corn. (laughs) <laughs> or something that would go with it.
3: Yeah. And the fact that he, he seasoned the hell out of it with all kinds of herbs <laughs> and spices
2: and. <laughs> Just served up his foot on a fajita. Wow.
3: Do, would you guys do
2: that? Eat we're somebody's vegetarians. Foot? Yeah, we're, yeah. Lindsay. So.
3: <laughs> well, I, yeah, okay. Uh, if you weren't.
2: Uh, if we weren't. Uh, I
0: think I'm... I would go for some leg. I don't know if I'd eat foot.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. foot
0: is kind of you that's, know that's it's kind a, of grody. It's
2: not a prime cut,
0: right? Yeah, yeah I need yeah, some. I I'd eat some thigh.
2: What about ass? Mm, I
3: think I think Cat's point about thigh is probably spot on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the best cut.
3: But you know this is this is a <laughs> great uh, excuse though the, that you can say, "Well, I'm vegan," and people will go, "Oh, well, of course." Then <laughs> yeah, <right. Yep. laughs> I won't. I won't offer my foot
2: <laughs> for you to eat. <laughs>
0: Part of the area of media network, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir, de zen, my friends. Bye bye.
1: I'll be seeing you. You're in the shallow end with Schnepley and Toff. It is
2: hard to believe that this is the 50th episode, but yet here we are. Over the previous 50 episodes, we've discussed several stories involving uh, really bad smugglers and terrible thieves, people who have been caught trying to smuggle everything from exotic (laughs) birds into the country by duct taping them to their legs, (laughs) to a guy who tried to smuggle meat out of a Walmart by hiding it in his pants. Pants meat. We also covered several stories of people who weren't necessarily smuggling or trying to steal something, but had to report to a hospital emergency room to have a variety of objects, everything from a World War II anti-tank <laughs> shell to uh, nearly a dozen hard-boiled eggs removed from their bombs. Oh, yeah. So it is in that spirit that I offer you today's story. Perfect for episode number 50. It's a story of greed, Mm -hmm. theft, and ingenuity.
3: That's a trifecta.
2: It's truly amazing how far people will go to illegally increase their net worth. And Sarah Richards, 33 years of age, from Baltimore, Maryland, certainly fits into that category.
3: Again, this is in 50 episodes. That's 100 stories. This is is one of the very few stories where the protagonist is female. Mm. Yes. Right?
2: Yeah, I thought about that. And This happened just recently. It was in Las Vegas uh, this past year. It was around the 1st of June. In fact, I think it was June 4th when police received a call from a hotel guest at one of the many hotels along the Strip in Vegas reporting that Sarah Richards had stolen his Patek Philippe wristwatch which he estimated to be valued somewhere in the neighborhood of 82,000 British pounds or about $100,000 U.S. And I was reading an article recently about those watches, and and they're all the craze right now. Paddocks are hot stuff. Yeah, it's hot stuff right now. Yeah. He alleged that uh, he had met Ms. Richards at a casino, and they had had a couple of drinks, and uh, he invited her back to his room. Of course he did. And then she drugged him and stole his watch. Yeah. Sarah, by the time this was reported, was long gone by the time police were notified. Everyone acts surprised. Mm -hmm. She had actually left the city. But the victim was able to provide enough information to the authorities that uh, she was positively identified and very quickly located. She was then compelled to return to Las Vegas for arraignment. Um, This would have been like mid-December of this past year 2022, she was scheduled to appear before a judge in a vegas courtroom to face the allegations now here's where things get a little bit strange Mm -hmm. she was scheduled to appear on the 12th of december so she came into town a day or two before and she was staying at the aria hotel in las vegas on the boulevard okay interestingly the day before her arraignment police were contacted because several items, various items, had been stolen from a a room at the Aria Hotel, including a Rolex. (gasps) So was this some sort of precision timepiece coincidence? Probably not. A PTC, probably not a PTC. Probably not. (laughs) So the Rolex guy, here's what he said in his uh, police report. According to the report, he described how he had met her downstairs in the casino at the Aria Hotel, and after a couple of drinks, she suggested they go to his room and, quote, hang out. Huh. They had a little bit more wine and they started cuddling. It's in quotations. <laughs> right. Richards then said, according to the man, that the Rolex watch he was wearing would cut her if he left it on. So he removed it and put it under his pillow. Hmm. That's a safe place mm. to store Sure. It's <laughs> ironclad. With a woman you've just
3: met in the lobby.
2: Who's been drinking excessively, as have you. Uh, He claimed that Richards, then once he took his watch off and put it under the pillow, she urged him to drink more wine. (laughs) And then he dozed off for a little Uh bit, he said. Yeah. He was awoken to hear Richards say she wanted to take a shower, went into the bathroom. And when she returned, Rolex guy noticed that his Rolex was gone. So he confronted her. And he said she, quote, went into a panic mode and wanted to leave. So she Mm. just left the room and the man followed her down the hallway to the elevators where he got the attention of security guards. She had uh, managed to get away for the time being, but she was quickly located. Security brought her uh, into a back office for questioning while they waited for the police to arrive. They had contacted the uh, Las Vegas police. Once she had been apprehended, hotel security searched her in hopes of finding the stolen Rolex. They had no luck. Hmm. Shortly, the police arrived, took her to the station for further questioning. Upon her arrival at the station, they brought her in for processing, which includes another, this time, more thorough search using a metal detector wand. Wow. You know, the kind that you see at an airport. Sure, sure. So, they're passing the wand over her body several times, and they found that it, quote, kept alarming around her vaginal region.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, yeah, and I also forgot to mention that the, uh, that the victim in his statement said uh, when he was following her to the elevator, he noticed that she was walking differently, taking shorter <laughs> steps than before. Oh, jeez. So, after Richard's hoo-ha beeped several times... Uh. Oh, geez. She admitted that she had cleverly tucked the Rolex inside of her. Hmm. She then politely agreed to remove it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, A female security officer was assigned to accompany Richards to a restroom where Richards then extracted the Rolex. Okay. Once she extracted the watch, (laughs) it was, quote, placed in a biohazard bag and impounded. (laughs)
0: I just keep thinking about the fact that she said she was worried it was going to cut her.
2: Cut her, and exactly.
0: I, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I know that that was just a ruse for him to you know sure. take it off, mm-hmm. but I still can't stop thinking about it. Yeah,
3: sure. It's everything I can do not to make a joke about a Submariner. Go on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a Rolex joke. For it is a Rolex around. joke and a darn fine one, too. Thank you.
0: I always thought it was Submariner. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I'm so glad I have watch people around me.
2: I actually have a Submariner. It's a fake Submariner. (laughs) They pronounce (laughs) it differently. So it's pronounced Mariner. Yeah, I got it in Bangkok. It's a Bolex. Mm -hmm.
3: You said bang.
2: According to the police report, quote, she stated that uh, we were going to find it, quote, anyways at jail. And she didn't want to have to go through the hassle. So she just. Popped it out there. That's smart. Police told KVUU local news team that she now is facing multiple charges, including, quote, theft of multiple items, including two very expensive watches, residential burglary and administering drugs to aid in the commission of a felony. Hmm she appeared before a judge on december the 12th of uh, 2022 for her for taking
0: a, long steps i would <laughs> yeah, assume
2: yeah well <laughs> taking i do regular steps <laughs> at least <laughs> if she had ankle cuffs on probably she could have hid more watches um this was for the first case this is for the paddock philippe watch her second hearing was scheduled for a later date this would have been for the uh the hoo rolex in a related story alicia maven of houston texas was leaving an electronic store inside a mall when the security alarms went off. Don't you hate when that happens? I do. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. clerk forgot to take one of those little alarmy little things. Tag, taggy things off. And
0: if I'm in a store and I don't buy something and I leave, I am already stressed out thinking they think I stole something. Sure.
2: Exactly. And then when the alarm does go off. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened to Alicia Maven. Security guards assuming that it was just that a malfunction came and checked her person and they found nothing so they let her go. Hmm. She attempted to walk through that security door thing that you see you know at most major stores um, and it went off again. (gasps) Hmm. This time because they found nothing on her person um, this is I guess protocol they brought a female security guard over to pat Alicia down. So she was taken to a side room where the female guard proceeded to do just that, pat her down. In the process, she noticed a strange bulge in her lower abdomen. Hmm. She immediately suspected something was weird. Something weird's going on. And uh, Alicia was wearing a dress, so she asked Alicia to cough. This, of course, would expel any non-organic material that might be, you know, tucked away, tucked somewhere. And since she was wearing a skirt, it seemed like a reasonable request. So, she did. She coughed. And not one, not two, but 23 iPhones clattered to the floor. (laughs) The woman had 23 iPhones in her vagina. 23! 23! I'm assuming they were all unboxed, which...
3: You said boxed,
1: and that and makes they were me. After she coughed, <laughs> <laughs> oh. and,
2: and if they were unboxed, that makes me wonder how she accomplished that without being detected. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) And if she had 23 in there and they all fell out, my thought is probably she could have gotten a few more in there. She didn't really apply herself, you're saying? Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. She was lazy.
0: I mean, there were so many that there was an abnormal lump in her abdomen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to picture if I took 23 iPhone 14s, even the smaller ones, and just stacked them in a pile.
0: The human body is amazing. (laughs) It is. It
2: is. It is. And she had brought lubrication with her to to commit this crime. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) when the iPhones fell out, it made a bit of a slippery mess on the floor. And that didn't help her when her first instinct was to turn and flee. Are
0: you saying?
2: (laughs) She (laughs) lost her footing and slipped and fell. Face first to the ground.
3: I just want to say to any members of my church who happen to be listening to the story that I'm very, very sorry, and J.G. will be finished soon.
2: (laughs) Security officers detained her until police arrived. She was being held at Harris County Jail until her trial at the time of the writing of this article. She's facing up to 18 months if convicted on all charges. Yes, Katrina Walls. Oh, her slip and fall sound. Hey, let me reread that. Okay. This made a slippery mess at her feet, which didn't help her when her first instinct was to flee. Oh, hold on. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. My source information, the review journal, KVUU, KSNV, the Las Vegas Review, rings.com and the Daily Star. There you have it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So many jokes. So little time.
3: So little time. 23 iPhones. There's an app for that.
0: (laughs) Do they have to damage those out?
3: Like storm
2: damage for a car? Resold
3: as uh, reconditioned, probably. (laughs) Wow. 23 iPhones. I
2: would think that the best option would be to just throw them all away. Right in the trash. I'm good. uh, That's a good idea. So many
3: jokes that you just can't even no say no you you can't you kind of feel guilty for even thinking Uh some of the lines that come to come to (laughs) mind
0: now i just feel like i'm gonna have an unfair suspicion of anyone who walks into an iphone store with ky jelly
2: (laughs) (laughs) and up until now that was not unusual that wouldn't have been an eye raiser for you huh you would have been like yeah
3: (laughs) ky jelly apple story sure yeah (laughs) all right Cool. don't most of us bring yeah
2: <laughs> and there's a big empty pile of iphone boxes anyway uh thanks for hanging out with us you guys yeah. we love hearing from you <laughs> lifeguard at shallowenpodcast.com
3: and sincere thanks for hanging with us and getting us to episode 50 we do appreciate. I uh, I got a phone call the other day from my mom, who is a subscriber to this <laughs> podcast. How
2: old your mom now?
3: Uh, mom is ninety one. She'll be ninety one in August. God bless her. So she uh, she says, "Honey, um, I just I just I feel so bad for you." And I'm like, "What? Why? Why do you feel bad?" Well, I know you're coming up on your fiftieth episode. I'm just afraid. Uh, you and JG are just going to run out of stories and you're not going to be able to continue the
2: show. <laughs> Did you explain said, to her that there is an infinite amount of stupid people in the world? <laughs> I said exactly that. I said there
3: are so many idiots on the planet. We will never run out of stories. Mm. But I thought only a mom would call and say, honey, I'm worried you're going to run out of material for your little show. I,
2: I love your mom. She is such a sweet <laughs> so lady.
3: So Sweet. So, don't worry, Mom. Episode 51 is coming next week.
2: Oh, my God. I just had a mental image of your mom listening to my last story. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, well, Mrs. Schneble.
3: You don't get to be uh, almost 91 years old and
2: not hear about you know, that stuff.
3: Yeah. Not hear about kind of things. Right. Things like sure. That, yeah.
2: thanks for hanging out with us everybody we look forward to seeing you next week until then make good choices
3: because your life maybe your iphone will depend on it
1: so concludes another episode of the shallow end with schnebley and toff we thank you for listening oh be a dear would you please subscribe to this podcast give these boys a five-star rating and think of something nice to say even if you have to make some and visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go.